Welcome back to another bonus episode of The Way of Love. I'm Kyle Oliver, and I'm here with Sandy Millian. Thanks, Kyle. Today, we're bringing you a second excerpt from Bishop Curry's conversation with Dean Kelly Brown Douglas of the Episcopal Divinity School at Union Theological Seminary. If you didn't hear the first part, we recommend you step back one episode in your feeds and listen to that before you continue. We're picking up the conversation where that last excerpt left off with Dean Douglas reflecting on connections between Jesus's witness for justice and the faith and worship of the church. We have at the center of our faith, we recite it every Sunday for those who go to church, a creed that completely, absolutely ignores Jesus' ministry. And teachings. One would think that he came into the world to die. And so we don't, you know, the Nicene Creed, that little thing, as well as the Apostles' Creed when we say it, as well as the Athanasius right. Creed. And this is the center of, of our faith that we recite mm-hmm. every week. And that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. Right, right. However, the Gospels focus on this man, Jesus, ministry and teaching, and mm-hmm. Bishop Curry, when we talk about the Jesus movement, I'm with you on the Jesus movement. Mm-hmm. It's a movement toward the kingdom that is God's or the future that is God's. Mm-hmm. But it goes through the cross. Right. That's right. So what does it mean? What difference does it make to be a part of a faith tradition with the crucified Savior at the center? Oh. And he didn't get there because he prayed too much. He could get on the cross because he prayed, but it wasn't because <laughs> he prayed too much that he got there. And so what does that mean? And what does it mean to be a part of a faith tradition with a central creed that doesn't even talk about that? I'll, I'll leave that creedal piece to the <laughs> scholars and theologians. I'm just a country preacher. No. But... <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, I, actually, I, th- there probably is a holistic way to look at it li- in terms of liturgy. Because you have the gospel. It's not an accident that preaching follows the gospel. And I sometimes think the creed is probably meant more to be sung than simply said. It's, it's almost an act of doxology, of praise. <laughs> you know what I mean? After you've heard Jesus in the Gospels, heard his teaching, seen his miracles, heard about his grace, heard the manner of his life, all the stuff about Jesus, then theoretically, at least, a preacher's supposed to get up and say, oh, Jesus is so good. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you how it applies to us now. And then the church is just supposed to rise up. We believe in one God, the Father, Almighty Creator. It's, it, it's doxology. But when it just becomes red... I think exactly what you're describing happens. I suspect that at the core is the Jesus of Nazareth who said whoever would save his life must lose it. And whoever would lose his life for my sake will find it. For what does it profit somebody gain the whole world and lose your soul? That the way of the cross is not just a mystical and metaphorical way of life. It is the way of life. And that those who want to live for themselves won't find life. And a church that lives for itself isn't church. Isn't going to find life either. The way of the cross, which I mean, I remember, um, I mean, Bonhoeffer is hard to understand. I mean, I, I've, but, but the parts that I can get, wrap my head around 
was in his book, In Ethics, where he has a chapter on love, and he says love, b- biblical love, is cruciform. Right. It mean, means sacrifice. And it, it sometimes means giving up self in order to make a difference in the life of the world. But that's what, that's what Jesus was doing on the cross. He didn't die for himself. Mm-hmm. He died for others. I mean, when Bonhoeffer said he's the one for others, the man for others. I mean, that's so that a church that follows Jesus must be willing to die in order to save life, in order to be instruments of salvation. And that scares me, and it scares us. But it's the way of the cross. It's the way of love. And it's the only way to true life. So you're right. <laughs> you, you're right. I get it. You're, you're right. No, you, you know, and yes, and you talk a lot about the way of love. And one of the things for Bonhoeffer, for Gutierrez, for Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, the way of love that is God's, as, as Gutierrez would say, God's love always manifests itself as justice, yeah. as shalom, yeah. you know, which is not right. simply a peace without discord. But uh, shalom is a piece on the way that reflects justice, which means there could be a lot of discord. Mm-hmm. And that's the cross. And so it's not to take me to today what it means mm-hmm. to uh, be a part of a movement of one who went through the cross, whose way of love was defined on the cross. And yes, he was there and sacrificed so that we might have life. And he gave up his life so that we might have life. But we also know or and, Mm. we also know that his being on the cross is, while we're quoting theologians, as Karl Mm. Barth would say, was the world's no to God's just future. Yes. And that it was political and ecclesiastical powers that said no to God's just future. Mm -hmm. And they crucified him. It was a political act of crucifixion. And we also know now, you know, you, you can tell, you you know from South, and you, you can quote scripture. I've been born and bred Episcopalian, so I can't quote it all the time. But, but, but I do know. Yes. I can quote the songs from our people. Yeah. That you they know. whipped him up the hill, up the hill, up the hill, oh, and he didn't yeah. say a mumbling word. word. They nailed him to the cross, to the cross, to the cross, and he didn't say a mumbling word yes. because he refused right. to do anything that would not allow him to be in utter solidarity with the crucified classes of people of his day. That's what it means to follow the Jesus movement, the one that ended up the cross. So now in the day in which we find ourselves, right? When we've got someone again sitting in the White House saying no to God's just future, in houses of power saying no to God's just future, our silence Mm. would be a betrayal of the one who went to the cross. So what are we called to do? in the Jesus movement at such a time as this? You know, I have more appreciation in such a time as this for the power of recognizing that our job is to consistently witness. You know, you got that passage in Acts 1. You know, Jesus, sort of his last words before the ascension, actually, before he ascend. Um, You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria. And ironically, 
he says this, they want to know, is this the end of time? Is this when it's all going to, you know, wrap up? I mean, I, you know, if I met the dude from the dead, I expect I would have assumed, okay, this must be it. <laughs> um, so that, that's the conclusion they draw. Um, and, and Jesus says, it's not for you to know times or season. Don't, don't get fixated on that. God will take care of that. That's God's job. Mm -hmm. Your job here and now mm -hmm. is to witness mm -hmm. and be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Our job is to witness to the love and justice of God that is God's moral arc. Mm -hmm. Our job is to witness both in what we say and in what we do, uh, both in the ministry of actually serving mm -hmm. and the ministry of prophetic witness yeah. and the ministry of trying to change lives and social structures and the world around us so that it is more just and humane and kind and decent and loving that it actually looks like what God had in mind at the beginning. You know, I, I love that prayer. I never forget John Burgess. He preached when I was in seminary. Do you really want to pray this prayer? And it was on the Lord's Prayer. Do you really want to pray? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You may want a second. Think about that prayer again before you pray it next time. But that's what we're talking about. Our job is to witness mm -hmm. to that kingdom, that reign of God in our time and in our world, God's kingdom to come now um, and for us to work to help the world look like God's kingdom. Um, and therefore, that does mean entering into not the partisan fray, I, I, I'm, I, I don't like that, but into the political fray from a moral posture, mm -hmm. from, from a position of values mm -hmm. and lifting up the values that we hold in the public sphere. That's right. Um, not a partisan thing. So that, that doesn't get anywhere. That just gets into the, that just jumps into the mud with everybody else. But to lift up the values and the morals that actually bind us together, that are at the core of our faith, and on, in some levels, uh, at the core of the ideals of this nation, even when it hypocritically didn't obey the ideals it said it professed. Our job is to witness. And sometimes that witness takes very practical form, and it means feeding folk. Mm -hmm. um, and it means providing human services mm -hmm. and providing them. Sometimes it takes practical form in terms of public policy, advocating mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. public policy mm -hmm. that is humane and just and kind and decent, that mm -hmm. looks mm -hmm. like the Good Samaritan. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it is in more radical protest that knows that it's not going to alter the way things are, but the statement's got to be made anyway. Right. There are many gifts, but the same spirit. Yeah. And so I think we've got to call the community to all of those gifts of witness um, in our time that do so, and this for me is really critical, that do so out of a loving, a genuinely loving, unselfish, sacrificial heart that actually is laboring for the good of all. Yeah. That, that, that real justice is justice for all. I mean, you and I grew up I know you, you're a lot younger than I am. But, but, oh, no. Did that, no, you, did that you, work? Did that mean I got, that, I got a smile I, out of you? Because I know you're good. sitting here not I, telling the I, truth. I know I'm jiving, but so, yeah. Right, right, right. But you we, grew up, we grew up on that <laughs> Superman. Used to come <laughs> home, you yeah. know, from school. And Superman with George Reeves would be on yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah, and it, oh, was, you, it was No, I didn't grow up with that. Oh, then get out of here. So, <laughs> and you grew up with Captain Kangaroo, too. You know <laughs> but remember, you come home, and as hokey and as corny as it was and all that kind of stuff, and it was... And yet, Superman stood there and stood for truth, justice, and the American way. Somehow, mm -hmm. truth and justice 
were linked to the American way. Mm -hmm. I fear that in our time, truth and justice have become separated from the American way. So that if we want to call America back to its true ideals, then even Superman got it right. Truth, justice are what the American way authentically should look like. Well, see, and I'm going to push back just a little bit I, I because I would, did grow up. Right, yeah, well, I, you know. I knew it was coming. Because <laughs> I did grow up on Superman. <laughs> I know you did. Right, and, and Lassie and Dennis the Menace oh, and all those. Right. And, and you and, weren't there, but I know. And, uh, <laughs> I know you're going. Go ahead. And Mayberry Arctic. That's right. Yes, yeah. And the American way, you know, it never dawned on me as I was looking and loving Andy Griffith. Oh, Andy Griffith, yeah. And, yeah. and Mayberry RFD, that there was nobody that looked like us. No. Never was. And that was the American way. And then when we oh, turned yeah. and, and then when we turned up on TV, right? Gid was, remember, I know you grew up on Tarzan and Jane and Tarzan oh, and yeah. the Jump, okay. right? Yeah. Or Amos and Andy. Right. That's where right. when we, or, Julia came eventually, remember? Yeah, she Julia? did come yeah. eventually. But right, there was right, always right. a white savior. There always was. Oh, yeah. uh, then of course and Julia and, and Corey was without a father, the poor black man, she you know. Really remember that's right. Yeah. You could not have an intact yeah. black family. Right. So this was the American way, and even when people say that what we're seeing today is not the American way, well, uh, right. and and so what we have to say, it's not about being partisan to me, Bishop Curry. It's hmm. about the soul of not only this nation, but the soul of who we are as a people is at stake, right? And that Jesus was crucified meant that he didn't stay out of the political fray. Mm -hmm. And he did, and I agree with you, he put forth out of love of all humanity, refusing to let even those who would deny the humanity of another, to refusing right. to let them live in a place that denied and betrayed their own humanity. And sometimes that, those were harsh words. Right. So what does that look like? And even acknowledging, you know, the American way doesn't supposed to have us in it. And that's why we're getting what we're getting right now. To make America great again is to make it look like it did in Andy Griffithville. Right. So he did mean, Superman did mean truth, justice, and the well, Actually, life. embedded in him is the contradiction. When we went to, you were there at General Convention this uh, past time, 2018, mm -hmm. um, when we went to the uh, Women's Detention Center. Yeah. And um, thank you and thank everybody who made that possible because. We went there. These were mothers who had been separated from their children, and, and it's still going on at the border, and you know, in various forms. But when we were there, I mean, I, I remember wrestling over what to say when we got there. And part of what I did say was that we must help America claim or reclaim its soul. Mm -hmm. the, the soul, in spite of all of its contradiction and its hypocrisy, and duplicity, mm -hmm. the soul that was there in the Declaration of Independence, we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men, that all folk are created equal, that was there in the Gettysburg Address, four score and seven years ago, our forefathers brought upon this continent a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men, that all folk are created equal, that, that, that those principles, those ideals, which were hypocritically applied, mm -hmm. I know that, <laughs> but the ideals stand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We must call America back to those ideals because that's where its real soul is going to mm -hmm. be found. Mm -hmm. And if America wants to be, I think it was the Tocqueville who said, America, I think he said, America is great because America is good. Mm -hmm. America will be great again when America is good. Right. 
right. when it's just, when it's kind, when it tells, speaks truth, when there's truth declared in public squares, when it's honorable, when, when, when America labors to end poverty, when America labors to make sure every child gets an education, mm -hmm. when America treats people from Honduras and El Salvador and Guatemala like human beings who are children of God just like the rest mm -hmm. of us. When, when America builds its policy like that, then America will be great again. Yeah. Um, and so that's calling America back mm -hmm. to its True ideals, at least what is all that's what I was always taught. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and if that's not so, then let's let's say it. Yeah, then we need to say it. Then we need you to know, say it. Then but I believe that that's the case. Right. <laughs> I mean, right. I, I, I'm sure it's the case. And I think part of the Jesus movement is calling the church back to its soul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to Jesus. Back to the core, where we actually find life. Yeah.